You are now tuned in to the Decoding Success Podcast, where we reveal game-changing habits, formulas, and routines from the world's most successful individuals to help you think and live larger. What is going on? It is your host, Matt Labrie, and you are tuned into the Decoding Success Podcast. In honor of Mother's Day this weekend and in observance of Nurses Week all week long, I felt that this interview with this wildly successful individual would be the perfect episode to release. Today, we are joined by Kayla Kraft, the host of the Mommy Millionaire Podcast. Kayla is a mom of three, a self-made millionaire and lifestyle entrepreneur. As a California native, she went from saving lives as a nurse in the ER working from 9 to 5 to helping women pursue a passion for owning their own business. Her first taste of success began when she created an organization of over 60,000 people for Isagenics, a company that sells health and wellness supplements. Using that business building knowledge as a foundation, she branched out as a business strategist and found incomparable satisfaction from helping others achieve success. Kayla has inspired thousands of women to believe in themselves as entrepreneurs and businesswomen. Her main goal is to help women shamelessly pursue their ambitions and grow their business to seven figures. Kayla created Mommy Millionaire to fill a void of a community driven by women that desire to uplift, encourage, and rally each other's success. Mommy Millionaire seeks to pour out practical tips and business know-how that is current and relevant to what is working today. Kayla is an expert in speaking about sales, culture, and online marketing with experience and keynote speeches on connecting. But before we hop into our interview today, I want to give a huge shout out to our partner Audible who has been rocking with us since the beginning of the show. We've teamed up with Audible to deliver all of the Decoding Success Faithful, everyone that is tuned into this episode right now, a free audiobook of your choice. To claim this free audiobook, literally any audiobook you choose, all you have to do is head over to audibletrial.com forward slash decoding success. And now, without further ado, let us welcome Kayla Kraft to the show. Kayla, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I truly do appreciate it. And I know how much value you're about to bring to all of our listeners. So thank you for that as well. Yay. Thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. First question, straight off the bat, I am a big fan of no BS and no fluff. And I want to know, how do you define success? Oh, that's a big one. I feel like every person defines their own success. So it's not like the world's success matters. Like it, it's really up to you and your definition because some people think success is, you know, having 10 grand in the bank and having like owning a home and to others, like they want to 15 cars and, you know, to be fulfilled. So it's just, I feel like it's so different. I totally agree. And that is exactly why I want to know how you define it. Is it happiness? Is it fulfilling? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, it's, it's like I have three kids. And so, you know, success means building an amazing legacy for them and still having them turn out like as amazing human beings that give back to this world and create a positive change. Totally. So, yeah. It's That's a awesome. Progress. Yeah, 100%. Now, how do you find yourself staying on track to be able to achieve that definition of success on a day-to-day basis? Or how do you find yourself getting back on track whenever you're thrown off of that? Ooh, 
That's a good, I think the number one thing that helps me is my rituals and like some non-negotiables that I have. So anytime like I'm feeling in a funk or like, you know, like I'm just not on the right path, I go back and look and see, have I been doing my non-negotiables, which is like journaling, spending alone time with myself and really like connecting to my soul. And anytime I feel in a funk, it's when I'm you know, not doing those things because I get in a hurry or I'm too busy, you know, you name it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. What are those other rituals or non-negotiable, non-negotiables you have? Journaling, like do you meditate? Do you find yourself exercising or anything of that nature? Oh my gosh. Yes. I have to exercise every morning and, um, I love getting outside. So like another non-negotiable is like, I have to move my body when like it's the afternoon time and I'm done with work. I would like to move my body, taking a walk around the neighborhood and then like go into mom mode. Um, and like another non-negotiable is like praying for me. And I do that every single morning, every single night and really just become centered. I love it. And I love that you just talked about having faith and praying. I feel like that's almost not ever talked about by influential people. And how much do you feel like faith plays a role in your success? Because I know for me personally, um, going all the way back to high school, before I got kicked out of the school, keeping it real, I went to a seminary school and we went to church every single day and it was absolutely awesome. And then, you know, obviously over the course of time, I you know, I was a human being and I fell off track. But recently in November of 2018, I kind of found my way back to, um, you know, growing my faith from that mustard seed into something that, you know, what it is today and it's flourishing right now. So how much do you feel faith played a role in your success? Oh my gosh, it's everything. It's everything. Um, because, you know, you have to be working for like a bigger purpose than yourself And like, I look at my work as my ministry, you know, and everything I do is this giving glory to God. Is this helping someone get closer to God? Like are my actions, you know, helping that person or hurting them? And, and it helps keep you like, you know, accountable for, for things. So it, it plays a huge role. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, totally. Now, you know, you mentioned mom mode and I just want to commend you for all that you do and the positive impact you have on so many individuals, not just moms, but literally myself, like I'm not a mom, but, um, you know, like I follow you and I love your message, but I'm curious to know how you find yourself managing everything that you have going on from being a mother to, um, being a wife, a podcaster. I'm sure you're, you have friends and family and things of that nature. So how do you find yourself managing everything? <laughs> well, I don't, I feel like I don't manage it very well. There's, I feel like I look at other people and I'm like, gosh, they do it like a lot better than me. But I, I kind of take the pressure off myself to not be, um, everywhere all the time. And I ask for a lot of help. And so, you know, my husband helps a lot in my business. Well, it's it's our business really. And, um, you know, helps with the kids more than most dads do. And, um, you know, that's like, they're like my main priority. So I, and I also have a full-time housekeeper. I have, you know, several employees that help me with all the tasks that I don't really need to be doing. And I think a lot of people don't see all that. They don't see all the behind the scenes, um, of that's what makes my life like easier <laughs> is because I have so much help. I don't have a nanny. Cause I was like one thing I was like, I don't want to have a nanny. I want to be there for my kids. And so I really turn it off at three 30 every day because I want to be like in full force mom mode. You know, you just mentioned the importance of having a team. Now I'll give you a perfect example and I'm going to use myself. 
I suck at asking for help. Like I just feel like I want to do everything myself. And even when help is offered to me, I kind of just turn it down in a very polite way. How did you find yourself going from someone that, or maybe you didn't actually do this, but I'm sure you did being an entrepreneur, you, you know, you kind of treat your business like a baby. So how did you find yourself opening up to um, asking for help and, and being open to that? Oh, you know, it took me a couple of years to become okay with it because I had so much pride in wanting to like have it all, you know, and do it all. And it's, it helped by surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and them saying, Kayla, you need to ask for help. Like be okay with that. Like you need support and we want to support you. And so hanging out with other people that are like-minded, that are ambitious, that have big goals, they help remind you of the fact that, Hey, you got to hire another person or you need, you know, you need more friends or whatever it is, or you need a girl's night. Like they're like, you have to have those type of people that are good, good people in place and not the ones that are like, Hey, take a break. You don't need to put so much pressure on yourself. I'm like, I don't want those types of friends. I want the ones that are like, you know, putting pressure on me. <laughs> to be totally. Better. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I love it. Now, I know you're passionate about helping women be shameless about pursuing their ambitions, but what made you be all in on your own? You know, I I really believed from a very young age that the whole reason why I went through what I went through um, was for a reason. And I knew I was going to help people in some way. And I thought it was going to be a lawyer, actually. I thought I was going to help single moms get child support. <laughs> and so I always knew that I was going to be like doing something like that where I was going to be helping people. And um, as I got older, I just realized that it was going to be through this avenue. How did you find this avenue that you went down now? Was it, you know, testing different waters or was it just like a calling that you were like, all right, you saw a sign and you're like, all right, let me go all in on it now. What was it that actually made you decide like, all right, cool, this is it. Yeah. So, okay. That's very good question. So I, I was an ER nurse when I was 23 and I had always been interested in somehow getting financial freedom because I grew up struggling financially, you know? So I was like, I don't want my family to feel the same way. And when I was 18, I I dabbled in network marketing and then ended up going, I want to take the safe route. You know, like nursing is always going to be there. Like I'll always have a job. Let me just do that. And then when I found myself at 23 with a one-year-old, I was like, you know what? I hate this. Like this is so stressful. I'm barely making ends meet. I have to work like 24 hour shifts. If I want to take my kid to Disneyland, I was like, and I see other people out there that are like live in the dream life. And I know I can have that too. And so I just, I got involved in network marketing again, became a millionaire by the time I was 26 with a lot of, and it wasn't easy. It was very hard. And then I, I tried different things, you know, and that's what I, I love about you know, really, truly living the American dream is you really like change course at any time if you're not liking something. Right. And so I just gave myself permission to try something and go, okay, I didn't like this and then try something else. Okay. I don't like this. And now where I found myself is like, I love every single thing that I'm doing, but it took me years and years to get here to this point where I'm like in love with my life. But then also I know in 2020, I'm completely reinventing myself and I'm already working on that reinvention now. And it's awesome because like, I'm just, I never want to be the same person that I was a year ago. And so I think everybody listening in right now, it's like, give yourself permission to evolve. Like it's okay to, to try on something new. And if you don't like it, move on. Certainly. You talked about being a millionaire by 26. 
I am 26 years old right now. I am not a millionaire, but I'm on my way to it. But my question to you is how did you find, maybe I shouldn't phrase it like that, but how, how did you start to lead yourself, right? Because before you could lead anyone else, you need to lead yourself. So what did you do to find clarity in that regard? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. I, so what I did to, you know, I started being like a leader when I was like young, you know, when I was eight years old, I started a happy face club and, <laughs> and then like I was in lots of different things in high school and different clubs and stuff like that and leading people to make different decisions that were better for them. Like when I was in high school, I was involved in a club called Friday night live where we were trying to prevent people from becoming binge drinkers. And I actually was like involved in like sting operations where we would be, we would play, Hey, Mr. And then we would get the Mr. Arrested if he would buy alcohol for underage children. And I started doing that. All my friends thought it was weird. And then all of a sudden by the end of the year, every single person that I was friends with was involved in the club and they weren't going out partying. They were a part of that club. And so I knew very on that very early on that I had influence over people and I knew God gave me that influence for a reason. It was going to be to glorify him and to make positive impact in the world. And so, uh, I never took that, you know, lightly. And I started studying leadership, you know, when I was young, basically because of being a part of clubs like that and being involved in my church as well. And, uh, then when I was a nurse, I became a charge nurse by the time I was 21. So I was in leadership leading people that were older than me. And so I started to dive in, get mentors, you know, and learn about what is this process. It's not managing people. It's influencing people to take better action, to help them level up. And so, uh, you know, there was always, it's just like you evolve over time, but like you, you do it by finding mentors that can teach you the way and show you the way. And then also by you learning your own technique of how you want to do it. And I did that through reading books. You know, I love John Maxwell and I'm trying to think. And then I read books like by T. Harv Eker, all about the secrets of a millionaire mindset. And even though that has nothing to do with leadership of other people, it has to do with leading yourself. And that was the first book I read that really taught me the principles of what you need to be doing every single day to lead your mind into success. And I knew if I could do that, I could influence other people to do that as well. For sure. Yeah. Now, you know, you talked about starting at such a young age and what you had going on. How did you build the mental resilience to not care what people were going to say about you for what you were doing, even today with being in network marketing or, you know, leaving a safe job as a nurse to pursue, you know, passions elsewhere to create, you know, legacy for yourself and your family and things of that nature. So how did you start to form that mental resilience to just say, I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks about me? Yeah. You know, from a very young age, I was different. You know, I... Now it's normal, 50% of, you know, marriages end in divorce. But when I was in elementary school, you know, my family was the only one that was divorced. I was the only person I knew that their dad was in jail. And I was overweight. And I, I just, I knew I was different. And I got made fun of. I, my mom was poor and, um, you know, I had to wear red sweats and black sweats every day to school. Like literally. And all my friends had like fashionista stuff going on. And I was always literally in sweats because that's what we could afford. And I w was called like the Kool-Aid girl. And because, you know, the Kool-Aid man is like this big pitcher yeah. <laughs> of Kool-Aid. And so I was made fun of then. And I was a nice person doing nothing. I was staying very under the radar. And 
you know, it was like people talked then, made fun of me, called me thunder thighs, you know, all those things. And when I was eight years old, I started the happy face club because I was like, you know what? There needs to be more positivity in the world. Like here I am like going through this really hard time in my life and people are not being nice. And so, um, I just like, I just, I don't know. And I think it had a lot to do with what I knew God thought of me, you know, and that really helped me be like, I'm a child of God. Like I'm freaking royalty. And if people treat me otherwise, that's their issue. And so I just started doing things like at a, you know, very young age where people would be like, gosh, she's so weird, you know? And it was like, whatever, like, because I knew where I was going and I knew who had my back, which was ultimately God. And, you know, I was, I wasn't looking for the approval of man. I was looking for the approval of God. And that's what I do every single day still. And I think the more that you do, it's like, you know, and it's not easy. Trust me. There was, I mean, there's still a lot of times I cry, you know, because people say hurtful things. But what I've realized is it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. You know, so if people in girls and in school would say mean things, it was usually because they were sad and they were insecure. You know, they wanted to be confident like me. And so they said mean things. And, you know, it's just, that's, that's something that I adopted very early on. Like it's, it has nothing to do with me. And, you know, as I got older now and I see, so I see it happen still all the time. Girls want to put down other girls or even, I mean, you know, guys do it too. It, it happens all the time with guys. And I just, the life is so short. Like I do not have time to think about people that will never pay my bills. If I were to go broke right now and be homeless on the streets, how many people on Instagram would actually give me money to like keep me off the streets? Probably no one, right? Like they, people don't care enough. So why would I care what they think? I'm going to live my life and do what I think is best for me right now. And that's just kind of like what I tell myself. And you know, it just, it works. (laughs) It works. No, clearly it works. And I could hear the confidence in your voice and I really do love it. And I love how much you talk about faith and things of that nature, but back to confidence, like how did you build this confidence within yourself? You know, like it's not something that happens overnight. Personally, I think confidence spurs from taking action, but I would love to know how you feel, you know, you built confidence or how others can do it as well. Yeah, that's a good question. So I think it's, it's all about affirming what you believe you are and who you believe you are and not tying what you do to who you are. And so every single day I do mirror work. I look in the mirror and I tell myself why I love myself. I tell myself what I want to believe about myself today. And I just speak life into myself. You know, all day long, I'm going to go and speak life into other people. The first person I need to pour life into is me. And so that's what a lot of people can do. And in my podcast, the Mommy Millionaire podcast, I I have a whole episode on this, on mirror work. So people can go and listen to that because it's very, very powerful. And the second thing is do things that scare you, you know? So, uh, every single week I try to do something that's challenging, something that scares me. Like last week I went to a networking event. Networking events scare the heck out of me. Like I'm an introvert. I don't like going and having to meet 30 new people in a room, but I go and do things like that because I know, oh my gosh, I got through the night. It was absolutely amazing. I didn't die. Look, you can do the hard things. You're amazing. And so that's, you know, that's one way to build confidence. And another way is just by staying in integrity with your word. So a lot of people, like, you're not going to just get confident by looking in the mirror and telling yourself you're amazing. Because what happens is if you said you were going to make three sales calls today and you don't make three sales calls today because you come up with excuses, when you go to bed at night, you don't feel good. 
because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And that sucks. And so you build confidence by staying true to your word. And, you know, you do that over time, over time, over time, you start going to bed at night and you feel really proud about yourself. And then it, you go, you know what, all that matters is that I do what I say I'm going to do and it feels good. And who cares what else everybody else thinks. You know? Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I love that. Now you talk about helping people go from good to great. How can we make that change or experience that growth in life? How can, I mean, there's so many ways you can experience growth. I mean, one way that, I always try to change every single year is I invest in myself by, by joining a mastermind, hiring a coach, you know, going to an event because you, you immerse yourself in a different mindset around different people, a different point of view, and it helps you go to the next level. And, uh, I don't know, those are so powerful. So I'm always doing things like that, you know? the dedication and the investment in self-improvement and self-development. I think that's great stuff. Now, I always wrap up these interviews with two questions. The first one being, what was a piece of advice you've been given that you didn't want to hear, but it proved to be true over time? (laughs) I think actually the advice that proved to be true was, um, a couple of years ago, I was going through a really weird season and I found myself going like, gosh, like I just don't know what's next for me, but I'm not happy where I am right now. And I was, I was hustling. I was still doing the do every single day. Like I was like, oh, like, you know, I want to see some type of change in my life. I'm investing in all these things. I'm making all the sales calls. I'm doing, I'm doing, doing, doing. And a couple of people that were very successful said, you know what? You need to get quiet and you need to listen and take time to listen into your soul. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I was like, that sounds like the worst piece of advice ever. Like, why would I slow down and get quiet? Like, seriously? And so what's crazy is what I found out is when I did get quiet and I started to meditate and I started to, you know, take time to be alone with myself and like go on, you know, I would go on like these little retreats for myself for like three days and just really no Wi-Fi and just like focus in on, on me. And that's when all the creativity started to come and I started to get more excited about life. And so now I do that all the time. As I tell people, you got to get quiet. Like you're, you're doing, doing, doing. And what I truly believe now is the less you do, the more money you're actually going to make. And you know, it was, you know, it was a painful advice because I wanted to be right. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all, don't we all, but I love that. That's actually great advice. I, what I do on Sundays actually is completely turn my phone off. So on Saturday night around 10 PM, I'll turn my phone off. Sundays, I have the complete day to myself. I actually don't even carry my phone. I'll, you know, walk out, go to church from the church, hit the gym, from the gym, hit the bank or go get a massage or something and just completely have that day to myself. So I love that you do that. I think that's absolutely great advice. Now, last question is, if someone came up to you seeking a piece of advice to help them achieve their own definition of success, what advice would you give them? You need to decide who it is that you want to become, you know, and when you decide who it is that you want to become, you just start looking at your life and saying, are the actions that I'm taking every single day helping me become that person? And because that's really what success is, it's becoming who you want to be. And, uh, that is usually not the case for most people. They're like, Oh, I'll do that when I become a millionaire, you know, I'll do that then. And it's like, no, you need to be taking all those actions. Now you need to be thinking that way now. And so that would be my best tip is like step into who you want to be now. 
as that person. I love it. That's great advice. Now, Kayla, where could people keep up with you on social media or your podcast? This is your time to let people know where they can find you at all times. Yay. Okay. So uh, you can find me at mommymillionaire.co. And then I love hanging out on Instagram. It's kayla.craft and it's C-A-Y-L-A dot C-R-A-F-T. And over on mommymillionaire.co, we have a branding questionnaire. I have a free ebook you can download. That's all about the law of attraction and how to you know bring more leads into your business by actually doing less. And you know, so we have a lot of really cool resources over there. Awesome. Kayla, thank you so much for your time today. I truly do appreciate all the value you added to the show. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And there you have it. Another episode of the Decoding Success Podcast, this time around with Kayla Kraft, the mommy millionaire, the self-made millionaire, the millionaire by 26 years old. And listen, she is much more than a millionaire. I just want to make that clear. She is a mother. She is a woman of faith. She is a significant other. She is a friend. She is a woman of influence and impact. So amazing to have her on the show, to decode her success, to be able to amplify her experiences, her values, her insights, and all things of that nature, to share them with you, right? To be in the position to be able to share them with you, which is absolutely amazing. And as I do with every episode, there's always that one thing that truly just stands out to me. A lot of things within the episode are so amazing and they're refreshing to hear, to learn, to whatever. But there's always that one thing that I'm just like, wow, Like that is so spot on. And this time around when talking with Kayla, that one thing that was so spot on was giving yourself permission, being able to give yourself permission to take action towards something you want. Give yourself permission to understand that you're worthy and enough to achieve what you want. That is such a crucial step. And in fact, that is step one to doing anything that you want to do in life. If you want to be a millionaire by 26 years old, if you want to be a successful mother, if you want to be a nurse, You have to give yourself permission to do so. And that was an amazing refresher for me. On top of that, so many more other things that Kayla dropped were absolutely amazing. And I would love to hear what stood out to you. What resonated with you? To do so, hit me up on social. If you're not following me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, head over to at M-A-T-T underscore L-E-B-R-I-S. You could just search my name, Matt Labrie. I guarantee you I'll pop up. And listen, if you want to get in contact with me, you can also head over to my website. That's mattlabrie.com. While you're in that process, make sure you head over to Kayla's stuff because Kayla has an absolutely amazing podcast. All of her social platforms are truly inspiring. She has great content and she loves to connect with individuals. So I highly suggest connecting with her, reach out to her, hit her up with any questions. She will most definitely get back to you. And listen, if this episode, if there was something actionable, if there was something that you want to implement in to your life, something that you heard today through this platform, I ask of you to share this with someone. Find three people that are in your phone book, just the people that you've recently texted and say, hey, this episode impacted me and I would like for it to do the same to you. I cannot tell you how much that person will be grateful for your action. In fact, something I've been doing very similar is doing gratitude emails. I'll randomly send an email with maybe some resources or maybe just a thank you, totally out of the blue and people are like, wow, they're really touched. In fact, someone actually called me up crying because I added value to them in a very unexpected manner. So try that out. Definitely try that out. And listen, rate us. 
rate us. We would love to keep building our street cred, five stars, reviews, all of that good stuff. It would truly mean the world to us. Listen, until next time, be blessed. Peace.